Hey everyone, this is True Crime at Lunchtime, hosted by Lindsay and Kayla. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kayla. And we're work besties who love true crime. And this is a true crime podcast providing shorter episodes that you can enjoy on your lunch break. What's new with you this week? Well, I'm really excited about the start of the summer and like all the live concerts in the parks and food trucks and uh, going to the pool and just all those things. I think I said that last time, but I cannot wait. It's my favorite time of year. Um, but... You know, now that things are starting to reopen, you know, and we're able to get back to living a little bit more so than the last couple summers, it got me thinking about, you know, what are something that you incorporated into your routine or started doing during the pandemic that you want to keep with your routine now? Like you want to carry that on? Hmm. I will say in the height of the pandemic was my TikTok era <laughs> and TikTok got me into those damn diamond dot paintings. I have one right over there. It's the starry night by Van Gogh. It's like these little beads and then you stick them on the paper and it makes this pretty little picture, but it's all these little diamonds. I love that. It is. I can see it. And it's, it looks pretty cool. It's very aesthetic. It's very good ASMR. <laughs> Um, I would say that during the height of the pandemic, we spent a lot of time outdoors, um, specifically hiking. Now I've never been a hiker before. Um, but that was one of my favorite things to do and still do. And I want to continue hiking and exploring and being outside more, even as, you know, things start to, to open up and things go back to normal. I will say you will never catch this bitch hiking. I have a funny tangent story. Me and my husband were hiking at a local place. You know, I was, I was really trying to impress him when we first started dating. I believe it was, a, we were dating a couple months. And I had a backpack with me and I had gotten him this watch. And I was so excited to give it to him when we got back from our hike. Didn't my dumb ass fall? <laughs> right on my ass huge brush burn I was literally crying my husband my now husband thought I was laughing so he laughed at me and just kept going and then I go to give him the watch at the very end and I crushed the freaking box (laughs) so that is why you will not catch me hiking ever again was the watch okay The watch was okay. He still has it to this day. The box, not so much. Okay, guys, it is time to pop last night's dinner leftovers into the microwave, and let's dig into the disappearance of Luke Stout. All right, hit me with those three fast facts I need to know before we get into this one. All right. So I'm taking us back to the mountain state of West Virginia for this case, where Luke Stout was living at home at the time of his disappearance to take care of his terminally ill mother. There is a possibility 
that there is a connection to another crime. And this case is still unfortunately unsolved as of today. I will say I know nothing about this case, so I'm really excited for her to jump into this one. I can't wait to tell you all about it. When the trail goes cold on a missing person case, the family and friends are left to wonder what happened and if their loved one will come back. These are just a few thoughts that those who knew Luke Stout are left with to ponder. Luke was a quiet and artistic 24-year-old man from Buckhannon, West Virginia. Those who knew him considered him to be a free spirit. He was caring as he helped at home with his mother who was fighting cancer, and he also worked in carpentry. He has three brothers. It was in the afternoon of July 18th of 2012 when Luke said goodbye to his mom and brother Kenny and walked down the long driveway of his family home on Hickory Flat Road to meet up with a friend named Dylan to get his bike fixed. Um, so he had a lapse in his car insurance, so he was doing the responsible thing and taking an alternative route of transportation. So his bike handles were messed up. Um, and he was planned to meet a friend so that they could go and get the bike fixed. They were going to work on it together. Um, so it's important to note at this point that there is no record of who Dylan is. Um, he had several friends named Dylan, but none have come forward with any information. And the ones that they did question, they just aren't really sure who Dylan is. And his mom recalls him talking on the phone and he said, it's Dylan, you know, so she has no reason to believe that he was not with a Dylan. They're just not sure who Dylan is. So Dylan, if you're listening to this, you know, feel free to contact the authorities to give them your account of the story. I'm already baffled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're like two sentences in and I'm already baffled. Absolutely. Dylan had said he was going to send someone to pick Luke up and the bike. Luke wasn't sure who the person was or if the person knew Luke, but he just said, hey, look out for a guy holding a green bike at the end of this road. That's him. Pick him up. And this will save us a lot of time versus him having to walk, you know. So it's also never been noted who this person who picked him up was. What? Yeah. Yeah. So he was supposed to be picked up at this, this Dylan was supposed to send somebody to pick him up. Yes. So Dylan couldn't just pick him up? I'm not sure why Dylan couldn't pick him up because we don't know who Dylan is to know, you know, his side of the story. But um, this was, you know, what his mom had reported that someone was coming to pick him up because the bike was unrideable. His bike was found unfixed days later, but Luke has never been heard or seen from since. Within a few days, Luke's family knows that something is definitely wrong. He would not leave for an extended period of time like this without checking in, especially since he cared for his mother, Elizabeth. Um, his brothers went out looking for him and called police to make a missing persons report. But unfortunately, they had kind of said, you know, he's 24. 
just go home, wait. I'm sure he'll come back. He's probably just out for a couple days or. No. Exactly. No, no, no. Yes, exactly. If a family member says, I feel concerned, there is something not right. Yes, I I agree. I get infuriated when they say, oh, he has a right to do that. He's He's 24. He'll come back. Like, dumb. That is a dumb excuse. Especially when it was so out of character for him to, to do this since he did live at home and care for his mom. I just don't, based on even what you've said about him now, I just don't think he would have left his terminally ill mother. No, absolutely. And no one who knew Luke would say differently. Everyone agrees with that statement is that he would not have left with his mother being ill. They did find his bike. Where was it? Near a trailer park behind the local CVS pharmacy in town. Um, it wasn't really, I don't think it was linked to anyone specifics house or they're unsure if he, you know, had connections to anyone in that trailer park. Um, but the bike was unfixed when it was found. It just sounds like somebody threw it there. Yeah. It does sound like it might've been placed there to be honest. Cause wasn't the person supposed to pick him up like not far from where he was? Yeah. Yeah. The road that he lived on Hickory flat road was about, 4.3 miles, 10 minutes from where the CVS is located. So it's not a far commute. I'm not sure where, you know, he was going to be fixing the bike with Dylan, but it wasn't far from where he lived to where his bike was found. And I'm assuming there are cameras around here. Well, if there were, nobody has watched them. Which is very unfortunate, and we're going to get into that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, upon finding the bike, his brothers call the police and say, hey, we found the bike. We feel like you really should come check this scene out, you know, see if there's anything going on with it. However, police told them to take the bike home and wait for him to come back. To his brother's knowledge, no police officer was dispatched to that scene where the bike was found. What the fuck is all I can say? Are you heated up yet? I, like, what? How do you not take that seriously? That's not where he was supposed to be. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like even from the beginning, we're just seeing so much police misconduct. It just seems like they don't care. That's Which is so disheartening to me. It appears, yeah. It's definitely what it seems like. So fast forward five days to July 23rd, 2012. Remains were found. However, they did not belong to Luke, despite being found only 30 or so miles from Luke's home. They belonged to another man in the area who had been missing for six months named Josh Oberg. What the hell is happening in Buchanan? Yeah, and Buchanan's a small town. Um, I just want to put a disclaimer that while this case is not officially said to be connected to Josh's, um, while researching many of the news articles even did include the two cases together, which leads me to believe that Luke's family, friends, and locals were not the only ones who believed that the cases were connected. And while this case is about Luke, I do feel that it's important to explain what happened to Josh as well. Do they know the manner of death for Josh? 
Yes. Yes. So Josh had been having an affair with a woman named Kelly, yeah. the wife of a local restaurant owner, Rodolfo Villagomez Correa, who also went by Chino. Three men were arrested on July 24th. Now, this is just days after Luke had went missing. Mm. So these three men are arrested in connection to Josh's remains being found. For investigation, it was concluded that Joshua Oberg, Robert Searin, and Jesse Heater had all been drinking in a field together when Heater shot and killed Oberg, then transported and hid the body in a shallow grave off Bull Run in Buckhannon. Korea had paid Heater $5,000 to kill Oberg after he discovered the affair. He also paid Siren $500 to not discuss the events that happened that night with anyone. They all were convicted and received lengthy jail sentences for those related crimes. Uh, Korea will also face deportation upon his release. I hate like a murder for hire situation at the fact they put a value on somebody's life. And honestly, his reasoning is kind of stupid. Just because someone has an affair with your wife doesn't mean. Yeah, no. They deserve to die. Absolutely. Um, so how does this case relate back to Luke? Well, I'm glad you ask. Because it was rumored that Josh was not the only one who was having an affair with Kelly. While sources say that it's not believed that Josh and Luke knew each other personally, it is unclear if they knew of each other or of the timelines of these affairs. Family and friends, however, did confirm that Luke knew Kelly. Okay, so this was the wife. The wife of Chino. Yes. So Luke had actually posted some kind of cryptic Facebook post that I want to read to you. So on April 29th, Luke had said, waiting for 12. April 30th, he said, hmm, did I wait for nothing? And then April 30th again, he said, back to being bored. And then on May 2nd, he said, drama, drama. May 2nd, again, he said, sick of all the effing threats. Somebody had commented on that and said, they're not going to do anything. Only run their mouth. Don't let them get you down. It's a waste of time to get upset. You're a good person to have to put up with morons crap. And he said, LOL, you have no idea. On May 2nd, he also said, I will see whoever I effing want. On May 2nd, again, he said, F with me. On May 2nd, again, he said, if a guy and a girl talk, does this mean they are effing? I'm not going to say the word. (laughs) Um, And then some of the comments were really just like, according to some people, yes, no. And he said, I'm stirring up a lot of shit just because I talk to girls their ex-old men don't like it, and they threaten me. Oh. Now I can see it. Um, And then 
He had also commented, LOL, I don't get it. My ex is with my brother and I laugh. I don't start shit with him. And then he had also commented, yeah, I understand being upset, but acting the fool does not make him like you anymore. Does, or he actually meant to say does not make them like you anymore. I wish they could see it that way. And then someone said, guys are dumb, LOL, no offense. And he said, LOL, none taken. And then the girl who had commented on the prior status said, oh, don't worry about it. He's probably just jealous of you. Um, and then on May 4th, he said, people are confusing. And then his last Facebook status came on July 17th, 2012. He said, I'm bored in need of something to do. Just watching Sling Blade on Netflix. And then someone had commented, hello, I hope you are safe. Please talk to me. Thank you. Um, so I mean, it definitely sounds like his comments were directed at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the ones saying bored as hell. I remember yeah. like putting that. Me too, honestly. <laughs> so prior to Luke's disappearance, he had come home with what his mother had described as a gun barrel mark on his forehead. She urged him to file a police report. He had reported that Korea had threatened him by holding a gun to his forehead over rumors that Luke was intimately involved with Kelly. Luke reportedly went to the restaurant that Korea owned and confronted him, mm. stating that if he was going to kill him, he should just do it and get it over with. He had done this in front of several people at the restaurant. However, when police arrived, Luke was the one that was arrested for disorderly conduct. He tried to tell police what had previously happened that led him to going to the restaurant to talk to him, but they did not take this claim at this time. What is the police doing? So it was in late August, 2012. It was reported that the West Virginia state police turned down offers to help by outside search groups. The family stated that they attempted to involve the group Texas Equisearch, which has been involved with over 1,800 searches, returning over 400 missing people home. Um, so th the group agreed to help with no cost to the family or to local police departments. And they met all the requirements for them to come and do the search. The West Virginia State Police reportedly denied consent, preventing their involvement, even though the family had been adamantly requesting their help. Um, because unfortunately, Texas Equisearch cannot help without the consent of st the state police department. That's stupid. I don't care what they say. As long as the family gives consent, that's all. I mean, that's matter. really how it should be. But I, I definitely understand, you know, not stepping on anyone's toes yeah. or, you know, take a chance of impeding any investigation that the police have open. However... It doesn't sound like at this point that the police have an investigation at all. I was just going to say, how can you impede if there's nothing there? Yeah, there's nothing to impede on. They haven't done anything at this point. 
It was also reported that Barber County Search and Rescue had reached out to help bring in some cadaver dogs to help do a search, but were not given appropriate permission to do so. So Barber County is just like the next county over. So it's not even like there was any resources of getting these people into town. The search and rescue just wanted to come and help out and they were not given permission to do so. I just want to know why. Yeah. Like what the reasoning is. And I feel like they just kept saying like, Oh, we're not going to step on anyone's toes. Like, you know, that's, it's the local police department's gig, like, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. That's just what I've collected. It's so frustrating that I barely have words. I'm just so infuriated by this. I mean, it really makes your blood pressure boil. Like, oh, it, I have spent so many nights thinking about this young man and it's just so devastating. In October of 2012, Elizabeth and his brother Kenny were escorted out of the Buckhannon City Council meeting when emotions arose on their quest for information on the case. They wanted answers to questions that they have, such as why did police not take Luke's initial report about being threatened? Why were there such little searches being done by authorities? Why was FBI not involved after there was speculation of the case being linked to Josh's case? I mean, these are all really valid questions. Whenever police kind of act like this, it just seems like they're hiding something. I mean, there's got to be something that we're missing there that it just doesn't make sense. Why they wouldn't do anything. Like, why do they have such a disregard for his family? They went into a city council meeting yeah for answers they shouldn't have to do that no you should do your damn job yeah yeah i mean absolutely no you shouldn't have to go seeking help like this you know they his mom really did everything that she could do um she was terminally ill yeah yeah and i'll actually you know post some pictures his mom had like held up a sign um, she was in a motorized wheelchair or scooter. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's really disheartening that they kind of just said like, Hey, you're on your own with this. But yet when they have reached out to an agency to come in and help, they were turned away. So while you're on your own, you're also can't get any help from anyone else unless it's us. And we're not willing to help you kind of situation, which is so baffling. It doesn't make sense. It's infuriating. It is really upsetting. Um, but here we are, 2022, approaching the 10-year anniversary of Luke's disappearance with no more answers than we had the day he went missing. His mother dedicated her final years on Earth to finding her son and helping others find their missing loved ones with the creation of her Facebook group, Missing in West Virginia. It was her dying wish to continue helping and spreading awareness for the missing, which people have done as she did pass in 2020. Oh. It's really sad that she never got those answers that she longed for. It's, I mean, it really is so heartbreaking. She deserves those answers. This family's been through hell and back. Yeah. So... 
you know, there are some, you know, some theories with this one as well. Um, you know, some things that I've read, people speculate that Luke might have met the same fate as Josh Oberg. I could see it. Yeah. And I don't know how they didn't like connect the dots there. I feel like it's kind of obvious when a murder happens, sometimes you kind of link it to things. And it's a small town and they were both reportedly romantically involved with this person's wife, one of which he put a murder for hire hit out on and killed, had killed. Um, So there really wasn't an investigation. So they like didn't question Kelly. They didn't question. There was really no investigation. Well, for, um, what's his name? Chino. Mm -hmm. For him, obviously he was charged with the other crime. But I'm surprised they didn't hold him on that and then also question about Luke. Which is what a lot of times they do. You know, they, you know, just like with Raymond Moody, they got him yep. in there and then, you know, for an obstruction of justice or something. Yep, and then doing something dumb. <laughs> um, they questioned him. But to my knowledge, there was no questioning. I mean, I, I can't say for sure, you know, if, if he was questioned. But... Through all of my research, I did not find that he's really been linked to the case in any way other than speculation. This one is so bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kind of just end it, and I was like, well, that's it? That's that's what you're giving me? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no wonder there's so much speculation about it. Yeah. Because that's all you can do. That's really all you can do is speculate. Yes. Um, another theory that I read on Reddit that I found was really interesting was that could it be possible that he is in a witness protection program? I mean, I want to say unlikely. I feel like that's probably a less common theory I don't believe that. No, <laughs> I don't believe I mean, this I don't, protection I don't, theory. Yeah, I don't think that that, especially when his mom yeah. had went to such great lengths to express w- her concern of why the FBI wasn't involved, especially after, um, you know, they found and arrested those responsible for Josh Oberg's murder. This might be bad, but I feel like in a way, like when you kill somebody, you kind of learn from the mistake that you made that first time. Right. And, but they hadn't been caught yet when Luke went missing. And it's like, how many other cronies did this guy have? Yeah. It's a confusing one because you're right. All we have left to do is just to speculate what happened to Luke Stout. We have no answers. We've went 10 years and there's no answers. It's just sad to me. I just feel like nobody cared. I know. And, you know, this town of Buckhannon, the people, not only just from Buckhannon, but the connections all over West Virginia and probably in different parts of the country that Elizabeth Stout had made just over Facebook, like the reach that she had over Facebook. I mean, there were a lot of people supporting and rooting for justice, but 
you know, unfortunately, those weren't heard by law enforcement. It's just very disappointing to me. I just feel like you have, like, we have to do better. Yeah. Because nobody deserves that. Well, you know, Luke's life meant something. I mean, he was important to people. And he deserves better than just to be forgotten about. And that's why his mother is such an awesome person. Because she dedicated those years to making sure that nobody was going to forget his name. And she would still be doing that. I guarantee. I completely agree. And I am so glad that people took over that Facebook page for her. Yes. And are continuing. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, wow, this is just such a tragedy. And we really, it's a mystery. We really don't know what happened to Luke Stout. And we can sit and speculate. But the end of the day, we just don't have any answers, which is very disheartening for everyone who knew Luke. But something good came from Elizabeth's advocacy of the case and for other cases. So, you know, this concludes the episode on the mysterious disappearance of Luke Stout. I would love to know your thoughts on this case. You can reach out to us in our various forms of communication and tell them what those are, Kayla. You can find us on Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have TikTok. You can email us. We love to chat. We're very chatty gals, as you guys know. Yes. And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. And, you know, feel free to join that Facebook group, Missing in West Virginia, because it's it's doing some good stuff for um, people who have gone missing in the mountain state. And even if you're not supporting us, I'd love for you guys to go and support that Facebook page. Yes. Yes. Go and support Elizabeth Stout, Luke's mother, in her quest to continue to spread awareness for those missing in West Virginia. So sometimes we have we struggle to come up with, oh, what do we want what do we want to cover next? What theme do we want to cover next? That's usually how we choose our cases is we have a bunch of themes. So we wanted to do something a little bit different and we want to know what themes you guys want us to cover. Um, some of those we have are we have family annihilators, murder for hire. Husbands that kill, wives that kill, kids that kill, mothers that kill, just stuff like that. Um, If there's a theme you guys would like to hear about, we've also thought about doing like a Playboy series. Um, There's a lot of mysterious things surrounding Playboy. Murders based on movies or movies that are based off of actual murders. Um, Sports figures that, you know, commit murder or involved in crime. Um, you know, we eventually want to do a lifetime movie series like based on, um, 
you know, police that kill, nurses that kill, you know, we, we really want to just expand and hear what you would like to hear. So we're going to throw up some polls on our Instagram and see, you know, what, what you guys choose. And we're excited about this. Saying if you guys want to freestyle it and you want to just shoot us an email and say, hey, I think this would be cool. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. And we also have a case suggestion on our website, which you can find on the link in our Instagram. If you have made it this far in the episode, I would love for you to leave us an emoji of a bike on the post that has the episode description in it. When we introduce this case and throw it up on Instagram, I'm going to put out the image for it. And if you will leave a bike on that post, we would love to hear who's listening. Show us your support with that bike emoji. And as always, stay saucy. We love you work besties.